Welcome back to our segment number three of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just tuning in, thanks for listening. We appreciate you listening, whether on purpose or on accident. Uh, t- take this show, and if you think someone you know may be interested in hearing it, a guy, because it's a show for men by men, pass it along to them. That'd be great. Go to our Facebook page. We have all of our updates of future shows, past shows. That'd be a great place for you to just kind of Find out what's going on with us. And we have a men's event coming up on November the 3rd. You can find more information about that. You know, I'm excited about that, Chad. That's going to be uh, – got Dr. Matthew Sleeth coming in, an yeah. ER doctor turned preacher and not not preacher. He's just a great communicator. He, he, just, and he really doesn't preach. He doesn't have a he's, on, he's one of our past shows. So he if is. you want to go here an awesome hour, go back to, and listen to Matthew Sleeth. Go to our Facebook page, SoundCloud, iTunes, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear that. And today we're talking about talking to your teenager about their sexual identity. That's on the top of your list of things that you want to do today, <laughs> I'm sure. Root canal, <laughs> prostate exam, and I want to talk to my teenager about sex and sexual identity. Oh, gosh. Oh, my uh, goodness. I'm luckily, I say luckily, I have uh, 4, 10, 11, 12, 13, oh, gosh, four years before we, have, if we start talking about the teen years. But anyway, so you know someone, either if you don't have a teenager in the house, you know someone who has a teenager in the house, forward this show on to them. That would be encouraging to them. I think they would like to hear this. You know, this is we we are talked about some of the, one of the most frightening things that we can ever do as a man, and and we were uh, in in the break a while back. We were talking about jump out of an airplane and go skydiving, or talk with your kid about sex. <laughs> um, let's let's go, let's get on the plane. I mean, it was just you know because it's it is so frightening. I mean, you can take the most incredible strong man. And you say, now I want you to have a talk with your with your son or your daughter about sexuality, and they just like you know. I mean, and I remember having these conversations with my son, and I I, I mean I'm you know bringing up you know again this is PG thirteen and we're talking about but even bringing up the, the the topic of masturbation and I'm like am I am I going to have a conversation with my son about this? You know, what am I going to say and what am I not going to say? And that's where Passport to Purity can really be a huge, huge help mm-hmm. to you as mom and dads. And and Passport to Identity, mm-hmm. when, you're, when your teens are a little bit older, talking about sexual identity. Talk with us a little bit about that, John. In, uh, that's one of the main topics of uh, Passport to Identity. Yeah, again, we live in a culture where... Um, we've got phrases like transgender being thrown around a lot. You've got people who are changing their gender celebrated um, as man or woman or person of the year. Uh, it's a crazy world in terms of what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? How do you learn what that is? How do you come into a better understanding of who you are and who God has made you and how has he designed you to be? I think parents are... You know, these things weren't coming up when I was 14, 15, 16. Like that, no. that was not on anybody's radar screen. It certainly wasn't in the news or on TV at all. And so we're going, how in the world do I talk about this? They're going, they are going to hear about it. It is everywhere. And you've got an opportunity to bring it up and talk to them. Passport to Identity, we really focus in on, and we've actually have Passport to Purity is one kit for boy or girl. Passport to Identity, we got two separate kits, one for boys and one for girls, because we really want to focus on gender identity. What does it mean to be a man? 
And what does it mean to be a woman? Because there's just a whole, even before the whole transgender and all that came around, there was still a whole lot of confusion about what it meant to be a man or what it meant to be a woman in, in our culture. In fact, even in Christian culture, there's a lot of confusion. I've heard guys say, you know, real men don't put cream in their coffee. <laughs> or, or real men don't wear pink. And I'm like, who made that up? Is that really the definition of manhood that we want to be passing on to our, our boys? Those are opinions. And, you know, I, I get what they're talking about. Real men are tough, right? Real men do tough things. And that's true. And that's true. And that's what we want to focus on. What does the Bible say about manhood and womanhood? And this product really focuses heavily in on what does the Bible say about what does it mean to be a young man? What does the Bible really say? Not just what what are opinions, what does culture say, what are all the options that are out there, but what is truth around manhood? Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. You know, a real man loves well. So what does the Bible have to say about manhood and womanhood? And we, we dive in heavily to that because we want to paint the true picture because then you'll be able to filter all the distortions through that. If you know what truth is, you'll be able to look at all the different things that are happening and say, okay, I, I've got a, a framework for filtering that. I've got a framework for making sense out of that. You know, John, when we as men understand what the Bible says. And we don't have to be theologians. We don't have to go and get a PhD in, in the Bible. But when when we can surround ourselves with great resources and put some tools in our toolbox that can really help us dialogue with our kids. That's what I love about this uh, product. It just it just has recently come out and passport to identity. Listeners, you need to you need to grab a hold of this. I have a seventeen year old daughter and uh, her mom is in heaven with Jesus, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take her, and and even though she's already got her license and she's rocking and rolling um, with life and in a senior, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take at least bits and pieces of this and continue to pour into her because um, there's no greater joy than to see and to watch our kids walk in the truth. So true. Hey, what was that verse you quoted? Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 through 14. That's right. Yeah. That verse we used as our key verse for our father-son study for five years, mm. and my son knows that verse inside and out. We quote that back and forth to each other and um, because it, it, it's a guiding principle of how we as men need to communicate with our sons and, 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 you know, with our kids. We really give men a, a, a four-part definition to manhood. And we use, and you guys will like this, we use the word step. Okay, solid steps, radio. Oh, Stand go. firm, take initiative, engage in, with wisdom and grace, plan ahead and provide. You know, it's the whole Stu Weber provider, provision. I see out ahead what people need. It's not just money, but I see what the needs are, and I go out and meet them beforehand. Go over that again, those four steps. Stand firm, take initiative, engage with wisdom and grace. So that's knowing how to meet people where they are, not just being a bully. How do I engage, but do it kindly and wisely? How do I lead? And then plan ahead and provide with P. So what about the first one? Talk about that for a second. Well, stand firm really comes back to you've got to know as a man 
when is it worth taking a stand on something? And how do you do that in a way that moves the conversation forward? Again, that isn't just being, well, I'm going to take a firm stand on everything I think (laughs) is right. Well, you know, if you do that, you're going to be a miserable person. You're going to make everybody miserable around you. But how do you do the right thing, even when it's hard? That's the thing I pray for my children all the time. I pray that they would be people that others know they're going to be someone who does the right thing, even when it's not popular, even when it's hard. They're going to be a person I can look to and know they'll have the courage to do that. And pouring into your kids in such a way so that they will be able to have that kind of courage, being able to have that kind of backbone. Um, t- talk about a little bit about the next, the next one. Taking initiative? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's at the center of manhood. And you see when things go wrong, it's when men have gone passive. passive. You know, some have pointed out that maybe Adam was there with Eve when she first ate the fruit. Um, you know, when I go passive in my relationship, in my marriage, and in, in my parenting, things do not go well. God has called me to be responsible. He came to the garden. He said, Adam, where are you? You know, what went wrong here, Adam? I put you in charge. You're the one that's to have initiative to lead in this area. And so I love this book, Extreme Ownership. It's, it's written by a former Navy SEAL. But his, his big take is you got to own what happens in your home. You know, that's the charge for elders, a man who cares for his home. You've got to be the one who says, look, if something is wrong here, I'm not going to blame my wife. I'm not going to blame my church. I'm not going to blame my kids. Now, of course, you know, there's things that are sometimes out of your control, but I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to own it. I'm going to be the one to take initiative. When we, and when we do that, it, it's usually hard. It's always hard. It, tough. But God will give you the courage. God will give you the strength. God will, if we turn to him um, and, and look to him for, for help, the Bible says really clearly, where does my help come from? Mm-hmm. And the psalmist answers, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If he can make the heavens and the earth and all, and he owns it all, he can be our help. Yep. And so we, we look to him, we turn to him. We got we got to take a break here. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to maybe finish maybe the last two of those step, uh, and then finish up our fourth segment and final segment uh, with John Majors. And uh, it's funny you talking about. I can't tell you how many times when I gravitate toward easy, and everything I do every day I gravitate toward easy. I want to do all the easy things. Most guys do. Yep. When I gravitate towards the heart, it's amazing how God meets mm. me there. It's like mm. he was already there, and he's like, I'm, I'm here. And he's working upstream I'm, in, in I'm such a way. This out. If you do the hard things, money, conversations, kids, whatever it is, the moment I take that step toward that direction, he's already there. Mm. Right? Yes. Take the so hard true. steps, right? So we're going to talk more about that, and we come back with John Majors of Family Life on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our final segment. Time flies when you're having fun. This has been two a great two hours. If you're just listening now and you missed last week's episode, go to our Facebook page and check out, or iTunes or SoundCloud, and check out uh, our talk last week. We talked about sex and in regards to having the conversation with uh, your children about the birds and the bees and the more the physical aspect of talking about that and answering some questions that their little curious minds have. And now we've been 
the most part, the better part of this whole hour, we have been talking about how to talk to your teens about their identity, the gender identity. That's a hot topic button in society and culture about choosing identity and gender, the genderfication of the of the culture, and, and talking about all the distincts or distinctions and how there should not be as many, and maybe there should, and depending on who you talk to. But before we came out of the break of our last segment, John was talking about. Uh, we're talking about manhood and talking to a man and there's four an acronym four steps and that's the word step we were talking about the first steps is to stand firm um and and then the the t is to take initiative not be passive lean in towards hard things and uh kurt you want to finish off those those last two with uh, with john yeah and the next one is engage with wisdom and grace I mean that you know don't engage but do it with grace do it with not don't be rude don't, but be full of grace and truth and uh, that's the life of Jesus and then the last one is you know plan ahead and provide you know be be proactive and uh that's a, a great resource that Dennis Rainey put out uh, a few years ago and the title of of the book is uh, stepping up yeah and stepping we up turned it into a video series as well that's where that step acronym really gets unpacked so um guys that's a great resource as well and we're just giving you a lot of resources and and john we're going to go back to again the passport to identity of, of continuing to have this conversation because th- it does it takes courage it takes guts it takes you know a strong man to bring up these topics and but passport to identity really helps us do that and in uh one of the uh, the sessions that you will listen to with your your kid is make your faith your own talk about that just for a couple minutes that's really the center of the whole product because you can talk all day about having the right sexual identity or knowing your mission and direction in life or your right you know your gender identity your your purpose your personal identity but really at the core of all that is you have to have an identity that will last that is built on something that is bigger than you that is beyond you if you've got to dive like the popular message is dive deep within yourself look in your heart see what's there draw that out that's who you are well that that's really usually a pretty empty place or a scary place to go if, if finding out my identity is all on me that that's a tough road to that's a tough thing to put on people but if your identity on, is on something that's outside of you is something that'll last something that's bigger and greater than you that puts you in proper perspective and so we really want to push kids to find their identity in christ first and foremost that is going to give you the foundation you need to figure out your identity in every other part of life the key verse we go to is in colossians 3 2 through 3 set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on earth for you have died your life is hidden with christ in god you can set your mind on things that are above not on things that are on earth because your life is hidden in christ now at this stage in life you're kind of going through okay what does it mean to be a christ follower Maybe I've just been going through the motions. Maybe I've grown up in church. Maybe I've known nothing about church. But how do I go from I'm doing what my parents told me or I'm doing what others have told me to how do I really start to make my faith my own? And anyone who knows Christ knows that there was a time when it went from maybe I liked church. I mean, for me growing up, I liked church. I liked being in church. I liked going. But when I got in college, it went from, okay, am I just following what my parents said? 
Or am I now really, is it really between Christ and me? Do I really know him personally? Am I really leaning on him first and foremost rather than just the tradition or the experience or or what my parents said? We really got to help them put Christ as the center of their identity. Because that will be empty. If they get to college and and they do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it just becomes a tradition. It just becomes a religious obligation. And that will not last. Yeah, and the statistics bear that out. Many, many kids, even faithful kids in in church, when they go to college, very few stick with church attendance. And two things happen. Either they say, hey, they told me sin wasn't fun, but it is. Actually, I'm having a whole lot of fun here. That Something's not right there. Or they didn't really have a solid foundation to begin with. They hadn't started to make that turn into making their faith their own. Yeah. So that's a, that's a key component of of passport to identity. It, it also you, you touch on the relational component, friendships, and uh, finding solid mentors that our young people can look to. Talk about that a little bit. Friends are really important in this stage of life. In fact, they're probably having a bigger influence on your kids than than you are. In this stage, and they're looking to their friends for their significance and identity and purpose and a lot of things and for wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. But I think a lot of parents feel like this is out of my hands. I can't give my kids direction in their friendships. If I talk about their friends, it's 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 going to upset them or we're going to have a hard conversation. But really, you can. You can engage here. There's a lot of things you can do to foster an environment where they get around the kids you want them to be around and where you make it harder for them to get around the kids you don't want them to be around. There was a group of dads who decided we're going to take our sons through stepping up, our 15, 16-year-old sons through stepping up because we got to get engaged with them and get them connected. And their real goal really was to connect these boys more than anything, more than even taking them through the material. Mm -hmm. And these boys came out of that and said, you know what, guys, because of what we learned, we need to keep this going. And they stopped meeting with their dads. They started to meet together and develop this accountability group. They called themselves the Roof Crashers. (laughs) And they based it off the verse in Mark 2 where the paralytic had a couple of his buddies drag him up on a roof, tear the roof open, and drop him down to meet Jesus. And they said, what would it be like to have that kind of guy in your corner? I mean, do you have a friend who would drag you up on someone's roof and rip the top of it off to drop you down to see Jesus? You know, that having that kind of guy in your corner, that, that'll be with you. I got guys like that who have been with me my whole life. When you cement that kind of relationship in your teens, so you can have a you can play a role in that in helping them find good friends, helping them find good mentors, get them around guys they want to be like, do whatever it takes to create that kind of atmosphere. Mm, that's good stuff. And then, uh, and then lastly, helping your kid, your your son or your daughter. Um, find, live on mission, live with purpose, um, helping them find what they're good at. Talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, Psalms 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. How can you help your child find their delights and foster those delights? You can play a role in that. When you see them taking delight in something, how do you foster that? How do you help carve out the time to help them grow in that? How do you help them narrow it down? Because they can't do everything. You know, they can't play every sport. You're going to run your whole family ragged. But how do you say, you know, I see you excelling in this. How do I help you grow in that? Greg Harris, Josh Harris's dad, the Harris brothers who wrote Do Hard Things. 
He said, I was always eager to open my checkbook to help foster delights. He said, when my son said he wanted to be a writer, I said, okay, let me help you start a newsletter to other homeschooling boys. Mm. You know, this led to Josh Harris eventually writing books. You know, let me help you get the video equipment you need to do many movies. Uh, Foster positive delights. What do you do to set them up to figure out who they are? That's one of the big questions in this stage. Who am I? What am I good at? Will people like me for anything? What wh- will I make a difference in this world? And so, if you you can play a role, you're not going to figure it all out, but you can play a role in helping them to discover some of that at this age. That's good stuff. It, it, we're really setting our kids up, not just to be sexually, you know, going down the right path, but it's a it's a whole pathway of life. It's mm-hmm. parenting them. It's discipling them. It's nurturing them. It's doing what. Paul said in, in uh, the book of Ephesians, you know, fathers, don't exasperate your children, but bring them up in the ways of the Lord Jesus. You that's know, right. that's that's the key. I can't believe our time's up. Uh, John, it has been a blast to have you back. Uh, again, thanks for what you do. Thanks for your commitment to Jesus and to family, um, you and Julie, and your commitment to uh, family life and what you guys do, uh, you know, all over the really all over the country and the world. You guys are in a hundred and hundred nine countries around the world, and uh, that's just powerful stuff. And we just celebrate that with you. So way to go! But um, thanks for coming. Would you pray for our men that we would be the the leaders that God's called us to be? I would, and thank you guys for for having me again. It's yeah. a great privilege to be here with you. Uh, thanks. Lord, thank you for making men and women. Thank you for making them different. Thank you for the joy that marriage and family brings us. I know life is never more miserable than when I'm self-focused. And I pray that uh, through the great gift of marriage, we would learn to serve one another. We would learn to love you and to love others and get our eyes off ourselves and to put you at the center of everything. And that our identity as men would be ultimately in you more so even than our manhood or our jobs or our families, but it'd be rooted deeply in you. Mm. We love you, Lord. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hey, man, and where can they get these resources? We talked about Passport to Purity last week, Passport to Identity this week. Where can they get those? FamilyLife.com. FamilyLife.com. And uh, that is an investment you will not regret. We and also have Passport to Purity.com, Passport to Identity.com to get those to those more directly, but FamilyLife.com has all those. Great. Well, we are uh, so thankful that John came in today. And again, just as a reminder, the weekend to remember is November 4th through the 6th here in Louisville. Take your wife, guys. Great idea uh, to do that. And the day before that, you can make a great weekend of it. You go out on a, a guy's night out on November the 3rd at Iron Bell Ministries. We are having a listener appreciation night, free dinner, uh, live taping of a show, We'll even have some desserts to get you good and fat and happy. And we are going to give away, if you register for our live event between now and October the 20th, your name goes in the hat for a free registration for a weekend to remember that coming weekend. It would be a great weekend that weekend to go to our event Thursday and then a weekend to remember Friday through Sunday. Knock it out of the park. It'd be a great weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you for listening. Dave and Alan, thanks for putting up with us and putting us on the radio here and uh, all your work and we thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio go to our Facebook page solidsteps.com or excuse me facebook.com forward slash solidsteps.com and you can go to iTunes you can go to SoundCloud and listen to all of our past shows in their entirety thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio